No, Alex, you missed uh, the last time we did like a full episode about Buddy Brown, so I feel like we got to get you up to speed this week. Oh yeah, I was, I was out hunting. Yeah, hunting, loaded fishing. up your truck. Yep, you're doing a truck session, a Brock Winthrop truck session. <laughs> <laughs> Just spinning a tale about how uh, big government is killing uh, Americans' ability to eat a big hamburger, and then you launch into a Brock Winthrop song. It fits perfectly. But before we get to Buddy Brown, I think we got to check in on a few other, you know, little topics of interest. I guess first we could talk about this really quick uh, thing from Metalhead Zone about Ted Nugent. Mm-hmm. Um, we got an article titled, Ted Nugent says you missed the whole point announcing that he's COVID-19 positive. That is a confusing headline, I gotta say. (laughs) I'm just gonna read it back one more time. Ted Nugent says, quote, you missed the whole point, end quote, announcing that he's COVID-19 positive. I don't... I think he means people missed the point about what he was saying about COVID. Right. He's denying that he says it wasn't real, even though he did. He doesn't call it COVID, though, but we'll get to that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Also, it's fun. they're stretching the definition of metalhead zone a little here, but maybe they always do since most posts are about like the daughters of the Rolling Stones or something. So yeah, I think I think metalhead zone is is preoccupied with capital R rock and roll. Yeah, it's more like rock and roll head zone. Yeah, yeah. Alice Cooper, Red Hot Chili Peppers, that ain't metal. Yeah, dude, yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers are my favorite metal band. <laughs> Ted Nugent's metal though. What's more metal than getting COVID nineteen from fucking a deer? That's true. <laughs> that is true. But uh, according to Metalhead Zone, he made a new live stream on his official Facebook account mm. and cleared the air about his recent announcement that declares he's COVID-19 positive and thought he was dying. <laughs> As you might already remember, Ted Nugent made a recent... Why would we remember this? Ted Nugent made a recent announcement on his official Facebook account last week and admitted he was diagnosed with covid in the same live stream, he also stated he literally could hardly crawl out of his bed for a week, saying, what a pain in the ass. <laughs> so then he did another live stream, and he said, the lies I've seen that I've been doing these public appearances knowing I had COVID. False. Saying that I claimed COVID was a hoax. False. I've always said, we actually have footage of me saying, if not hundreds, thousands of times, of course there's a Chinese virus. Hello. Who thinks that I claim there's no Chinese there's a Chinese virus. They call it COVID-19. I'm well aware of that. <laughs> this is a guy who's... Right. I claim there's no Chinese. I they claim don't exist. <laughs> it's just ocean. The it's Chinese... a country on the maps. Yeah, it's just... Inf- it's like an inflatable country. It's like uh, Russia's army on Ukraine's border. It's, it's an inflatable country, and it's uh, inflated with COVID particles. That's right. It's all just terracotta warriors. <laughs> One billion terracotta warriors. It's tricked people for too long. But his uh, rant gets even more incomprehensible where he goes on, you know, comfortably numb is actually uncomfortably dumb. Because when I said, what about COVID 1 through 18, they missed the whole point. I know there was not a COVID 1 through 18, 
but there were past COVIDs prior to COVID-19 that nobody ever shut down any mom-and-pop businesses, never encouraged the economic destruction of the entrepreneur engine that drives America. So I was merely commenting that prior to COVID-19, nobody ever shut down anything. <laughs> not for <laughs> Ebola, not for the Spanish flu, not for wrong, AIDS, not wrong. for the Black Plague, but they're doing it for COVID-19. So I was referencing those past epidemics slash pandemics as maybe a generalized of COVID 1 through 18. Uh, yeah, I don't buy it. So just false. wrong and weird. Yeah, the Spanish <laughs> yeah. flu, definitely. Definitely. And I'm, you know, like... The Black Plague, like the half bl the population of Europe died. Yeah. So stuff got closed <laughs> it down. It naturally just shut like, things down, yeah. Entire yeah. villages just didn't exist anymore because everyone died. Imagine being a Black Plague denier, like a small business owner during the plague, like like uh, Havel's Cabbage Stand, you know, and you're just out there trying to sell cabbages, telling people it's not yeah. real. <laughs> yeah, you have to imagine that was like, actually, I don't know, that's actually probably a really interesting thing to read about, like, the uh, attitudes toward the Black Plague while it was happening oh people just thought the world was ending and it was divine punishment <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah god abandoned us yeah I, re I read a bit about the spanish flu in milwaukee like a year ago when the pandemic started and basically they shut a bunch of stuff down after a while mm -hmm. then eventually it was i think they had like a big parade in the town before they had beaten the pandemic and then everyone fucking got it again after that parade <laughs> and they shut shit down again so like it, the spanish flu wasn't that different than the current pandemic in that like regard i think yeah i think the only difference is that um the like the american political structure kind of pulled together a little harder and and people yeah. tend people tended to do what they were told a little bit more which sort of pre I, I think prevented mass death to the yeah. extent and to the extent that it could it was wartime yeah yeah you could get yeah. people to do stuff yeah that's For it sure. now it would in, infringe on my freedom to tell me to have to do anything or sacrifice anything or think of anyone but myself Exactly. Which, uh, that's good. That's a good preview of uh, the place we're headed later with Buddy Brown. <laughs> a little self-reflection with Buddy Brown. Although, to be fair to Buddy Brown, the one time we, uh, when we watched the pandemic song of his with Matt Chrisman, he, well, at least it was done in March 2020, so maybe it changed over time, but he was actually taking it seriously, like four weeks into the pandemic anyway, to his credit. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe um, the, maybe the, um... Maybe the political line on uh, COVID-19 for like, uh, you know, for conservatives hadn't really crystallized at that point, you know? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. But uh, one other quick thing we wanted to mention here at the top is uh, the story you brought up, Dan. Oh, yeah. About <laughs> South by Southwest selling half of the company to this media conglomerate that owns Rolling Stone and Billboard and Variety. Yeah, speaking of small business owners who uh, have had their livelihoods uh, thrown into turmoil by a global pandemic, <laughs> uh, co-founder of Austin uh, South by Southwest calls Penske Media Corporation's 50% ownership a quote-unquote lifeline. Like, so this article is pretty boring. Um, it's basically about how... Uh, South by Southwest was canceled in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic uh, and how they laid people off. But the thing that's funny to me about this article that came out in Pitchfork 
is that um, the CEO of South by Southwest, Roland Swenson, says, it's been an incredibly tough period for small businesses, South by Southwest included. <laughs> Which, oh, yeah, it's like... Which is so... Where's the line on small business? It's just so good, man. Like, we, I can't find, like, the specific revenue that they make themselves, but in 2016, and it probably got even crazier after 2016, but they brought in $325 million of economic activity to Austin, which is almost the same as the Super Bowl that year and the Final Four that year. Or, like, yeah. the Final Four the following uh, spring, I guess. Yeah. But, um... It's such a massive event. There's no way they're not making fucking millions and millions. Like, out of that 325 million, they got to be getting at least, you know, let's generously say only five to ten percent of that would be tens of millions. You know, absolutely. And and you have to remember that that like in recent years, the it's not just South by Southwest the music festival. It's the tech conference that happens before it as well. Yeah. Um. You know, like. Devoika brought up, I, I think, a really good point, which is that, like, if you are the CEO, if, you, if you're running a company that triples hotel prices in uh, the place where you hold your festival, you're not running a small business. Like, yeah, it's just like, like, like you like, open a new restaurant, like in a neighborhood somewhere, and then you triple hotel prices around there because the restaurant's so good. It's like, no, yeah, yeah. that doesn't happen. You're not a small business, but I, the, it's funny because I feel like the pandemic has stretched the definition of what a small business owner is like, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean like the Lakers applying for PPP funding and shit like that. Yeah. I wonder if Raytheon got PPP funding. Like we're just a, sure we're just a creative enough family tax, owned arms manufacturer. Yeah. It's, uh, interesting that, um, like, my friend who I went to high school with who does the taxes for E1, his dad is a, he, he runs like a whole tax, you know, business because mm -hmm. he was a like touring horn player with sticks back in the day. Right. So most of his clients are like musicians and like, you know, now podcasters and shit. But um, <laughs> it's funny because like from being from that generation, like sort of like boomer generation, I think that the pandemic and how the PPP funding and stuff was handled helped to drive him closer to the sort of like Bernie worldview where he realizes that, you know, organizations like the Lakers are just like raking in money hand over fist while actual small business owners are getting like a fraction of the help, you know, like, uh, basically the material conditions of America today. Uh, it's kind of heartening to see them convince some boomers that like, Oh yeah, this does kind of fucking suck. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that, that, that slush got sort of, like spread around i'm sure like golden voice and you know all the big uh concert promoters got ppe whereas like independent venues are closing down all over <laughs> yeah although luckily congress did finally pass aid for them that they can finally apply for i think this week oh man just just in the nick of time <laughs> i mean it's great like it is like tens of billions of dollars and that's like obviously a good thing yeah. but it's insane that it took what a year and two months to make it happen well i think it it totally serves a utility is that like any anyone who is like teetering on the edge of um profitability you know um probably probably sold out you know or left left there uh, i know that's happened in canada like some beloved venues just like 
closed down and then they're either turned into condos or bought up by like a single uh, concert promoter. Yeah. So this kind of consolidation. I'm getting the impression that most of the good venues in Chicago survived, but I haven't really like checked in on all of them yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is the bean still there? Yeah, did the bean? No, they had to sell it off. <laughs> they repossessed the bean. Yeah. They, they, they privatized the bean. To it. <laughs> they turned it into condos. They just drilled into it, and it's hollow. Like, yeah. about maybe two to three years ago, there was this big um, fiasco in Chicago where we eventually killed George Lucas's Star Wars museum. Uh, but now he's going to just buy the bean and make his museum there instead. Just, just the project ma- Star Wars onto the bean 24-7. I love it. Star Bean. Yeah, George Lucas's wife is like a Illinois power player billionaire. <laughs> she's like some, I don't know if she's like a venture capitalist or private equity person or what, but she's like a local menace. Well, oh, yeah. He's married it- to Lori Lightfoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Melody Hobson he's married to. Was it his wife's idea to put the Star Wars Museum in Chicago? I wouldn't be surprised if it was, or at least like the two of them figured that they could leverage her connections to do it or whatever. It's so weird. Chicago's like the last place I would I, I would associate with Star Wars. I'm not sure why. Exactly. <laughs> it it's should funny, be like, on the International Space Station. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there Next to go. the toilets. <laughs> yeah. Get Elon Musk to help make it ha- like privatize a wing of the International Space Station and then have SpaceX take uh, tr- like tourists up there. I love that idea and make it expensive enough that only uh, a certain class of people can do it. And with SpaceX's like uh, safety record, then, you know, you're kind of doing covert class war. Basically, get- if that happened, the, the same people who would go there are all the exact same liberals who love Hamilton. Yes. <laughs> and 50% of them would die upon reentry. So. Yeah. <laughs> the other 50% stayed there. Yeah, exactly. It's a one-way trip, man. (laughs) Man, I wish Star Wars was more about, like, all of them getting scurvy and stuff from being in space too long. That's the expanse. Yeah, where's uh, the food? Yeah, and it was a long, long time ago, so they probably didn't know about how to, like, prevent scurvy and basic diseases like that. Yeah, that was before microwaves and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'd be much more entertaining to me if it's just about, like, Chewbacca getting dysentery or whatever. They yeah. would eat Chewbacca right Sp- away. Space herpes or... And Baby Yoda. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would eat Baby Yoda before I'd eat Chewbacca for sure. Well, Baby Yoda, I mean, even though, okay, he's a swamp creature, so he's he's going to taste weird one way or the, the other, like probably rubbery, but he's little yeah. and soft. I guess it's like eating a frog maybe, so you just got to prepare it like frog legs. Yeah. He tastes like an oyster. <laughs> it tastes like an oyster but like not an oyster from the sea like a freshwater oyster yeah he's kind of got down that the hatch he's got to get taste. a chunk of baby yoda and just put it down the hatch it's yeah. ethical to eat him because he ate those eggs or that's, whatever when people got mad at him i feel like i would eat an ewok uh, i would eat a hundred of them they, it seems more okay to eat an Ewok than a Wookiee to me. There's not much meat on those, though. Like, you know, you think there is because they're 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 kind of round, but it's mostly fur. And if you shave yeah, them... Yeah, we need to find, like, some fat Ewoks. If you shave them down, they're, they just look like skinny rats. Or maybe if we do, like, factory-farmed Ewoks, we can make them really fat so they can't walk properly and shit and pump them full of antibiotics. De- Death Star 3 is uh, not a planet killer. It's just a big uh, Ewok farm. 
The Empire is solving the galaxy's food uh, food problem. I would eat Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> but not Darth Maul because he's too spiky. Yeah. Too spicy? Yeah. Too spiky. Spiky like and spicy. But you can eat Nopalis. You just got to take the uh, spikes off the cactus, you know? That's right. Who else? Jar Jar I would not eat. He's also probably kind of just lizard-like and gimme and like, shitty. tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can't eat the droids. No. Uh, I guess you could cook with them. Like if R two D two has some kind of like little flame, he can create for you. <laughs> yeah, like a little like a little barbecue. Yeah. You shave an Ewok, put it inside R two, close the door, wait. Like maybe modify him to be a microwave. That's how they filmed it. There was an Ewok inside him. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because robots weren't that advanced when they uh, when they made that documentary. Yeah, they didn't have robots until like ten years ago. It was just a crazy fantasy of the future. They never paid the Ewok that uh, played R two either, which is kind of depressing. Well, they just killed him after it was done shooting, and ate him, and fed him to the crew. Yeah, it was a big end of filming party, and they put him on a big spit roast in the middle of the studio. I imagine if you make a movie about a zoo or something, you could just have the craft services table be some of like the most delicious animals that were used in the movie. Yeah, pangolin. Uh, let's see what else. Bats. All animals were harmed in the making of this movie. <laughs> all animals were left unturned. All animals were consumed by the end of filming this movie. That's actually one of the jokes in the Naked Gun credits. At the end, it's like, uh, no animals were hurt in the making of this film, except for like a turkey that we ate as in our sandwiches or whatever. I watched Naked Gun 33 and a third recently, and it's not, it does not hold up. It's not, uh, it's not I great. think each one gets successively worse. Um, I've only seen the first one. Yeah, I assume the first one's still the best. I haven't watched it in like 10 years, but I always loved those growing up. They should make a new one with OJ. no leslie nielsen and oj is just the main character now yes i should make a dark naked gun take the comedy out make it gritty (laughs) we need a serious airplane (laughs) (laughs) it's just a movie about going on an airplane (laughs) no hijinks no jokes no japes there's a baby crying that's the rising tension Mm mm-hmm they do the drinking problem joke, but it's just a guy who actually has a drinking problem and there's no joke. And there's a woman whose name is actually Shirley and they call her Shirley and she responds to it normally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing out of the ordinary. Just a simple airplane ride. Plenty of time to think. And at the end, it's 9-11. <laughs> Easy Oscar. Well, something happening in our own galaxy not so long ago. That's sick way. There's a lot of Buddy Brown content since the last time we talked about him a few months ago. I mean, to his credit. Wait, hold on. Like, hold on. Chewbacca is a buddy <laughs> who's brown. But Ooh. I know another buddy whose name is Brown. Wow. Yeah, that's an excellent segue. I like that. That's good. You've heard of the Millennium Falcon, but how about the Millennial... Uh, fail Sons. Fa- fail Sons. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to his credit, he's always churning out content. And he does have a surprisingly large like 
actual audience, considering that he is a, like an independent artist, I think he deserves some credit for having like a quarter million views on like all of this shit. Agree. He's milking that audience. Yeah, I mean, it's like usually when you're doing like the conservative online media grift, you'll have like a Twitter account where you have 20,000 followers and you follow 25,000, you know? Mm-hmm. But he seems to have like a fairly legitimate audience. I, th- I think he's popular because he's not as angry as, as he's, he's not, he's not like some of the dash cam guys that uh, Aaron has subjected me to, you know? Yeah. That's a very good point. He, he's not, he's not foaming at the mouth, you know, he's, he's kind of, He's kind of welcoming in his in his weird psychotic bigotry and like it's closer to Larry the cable guy. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that was sort of Matt's point when we talked to him that like it's almost antiquated what he's doing cuz it's more like aw shucks kind of conservatism like why are the liberals so crazy rather than just like frothing at the mouth uh like pedophile They're pedophiles, we got to kill them. They're pedophiles, we yeah, got to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So if anything he's a throwback to a simpler time like a decade and a half ago. Now I'm just a simple content farmer. <laughs> Do you yeah, remember the Wright exactly. brothers? The Wright Not the brother? plane guys. It was a, I guess they were like pop punk. They had a country album and a pop punk album. It was no. two Nashville guys who did do pro George Bush, pro Iraq war, pop punk songs. Bush wow. was right. was the most well-known one. They okay. had one about wanting to fuck Ann Coulter, but I think it's all taken down now. Ah, oh, shit. I was going to say, that'd be fun to do an episode about that because there's also that Goldwater band from the 60s that I found. It'd be fun to just do, like, conservative political bands. I think it's still on Spotify and stuff. Like, you can still get it, but the okay. Bush Was Right music video, that's offline. That was very embarrassing. We could try to hunt that down, maybe. I think there's a low-res copy of it somewhere. But, yeah, it feels like that. It's well, like... They, have a song, uh, they have a song calling out Rosie O'Donnell. So amazing. <laughs> Presaging the Donald Trump presidency. Yeah, yeah, no wonder. He was on the Rosie O'Donnell tip early on. Yep. I hate her so much. I don't even know what she said or did. But basically, we assembled a list of videos here. We've never watched any of them, but they all just have very promising names. I feel like we're going to strike gold. So we're just going to have to find out what we're getting ourselves into here. Yeah, the only way out is through. So. We got to start with one that has a name that sounds like a potential banger. This one is called The Left Has Ruined All Sports. Hell yes. Y'all, you know what really sticks in my crawl? <laughs> Baseball <laughs> is supposed to be America's favorite pastime. I absolutely love baseball. Played baseball all my life. That was all I knew until high school. I played baseball. I've always dreamed of being a baseball. And I loved it. It is something where you can detach detox from the world and go out there and watch a ball game eat a hot dog drink a beer but if you haven't heard the mlb just pulled the golf All-Star game out of georgia because I think it's an the state of georgia vehicle. passed a law saying you have to have an id to vote and that's racist <laughs> y'all wonder why i stay in the woods y'all wonder why i stay way out here Y'all are crazy out there. Now, not y'all watching this. You're filming a YouTube video. But most of y'all watching yeah. this. Gee, shucks. I don't know what a video I like is. Present something from a different I don't know how to okay, optimize so the here we go. SEO. I'm just out here with my mobile streaming rig. You got to fly to all these 
all these airplanes, all these airports to go play your games. I want them to ban it because when you go to the airport, public or private, you have to present an ID card. You got to pr prove who you are. What are you talking okay? about, man? So he thinks the Georgia no voting law was only drive. about showing an ID. No driving, yeah. I thought this was a song. To drive to the games. I thought I so know, too, but it's one of his rants, apparently. Let's go back to the old school. A classic rant. It's from his Just Saying series, I guess. He's just saying. Baseball players should have to be on horseback to spite Georgia for... We're not done. If a player gets injured... I don't know who he's even mad at. On hold, the MLB. He's mad no at the MLB, yeah. Did they even really do anything, or did they just threaten to pull out of Georgia? Damn simple DNA. I don't know. I, mean, I think they... It, there's no end I'm not really sure, stuff. actually. You've been to the hospital. You know what I'm I feel like about. it's just lip service, so, right? That mm. arm that you threw out on the mound... You know, your arm's hanging backwards. I'm looking behind the, the armored golf cart that he's in, and I'm, is, that a, is that like a big barn door that's just sitting there, or those two giant pickle okay. barrels? Well, I guess they did move guns. the All-Star game. <laughs> They're pushing that yeah, hard. I think it's moving to Colorado, it looks like. How, how, We're probably just waiting until people that, stop paying attention. They're even asking me for my ID on the guns that I buy. The funny thing is, y'all, when you go to an MLB it's not the game, concept of asking for ID. It's that it's specifically instated in specific say? areas to limit sir. black turnout. Racist! <laughs> Dear God. What about when you get a beer at a ball game? Whatever, 18-year-old kid. Yeah, I'll have a, a Michelob, whatever. I want to see some Man, ID. he's destroying Just the straw again. man right I'll now. I'll have a Michelob. How far are we going to take this, Major League Baseball? Look. Clarence Thomas. <laughs> Listen, Mr. Baseball. He would call this the bigotry of low expectations. They're saying it's racist because not all black people have an idea. Do you, do you honestly know, liberals, how that makes you sound? That you don't think black people are smart enough to go get an ID? I love that God, huge I'm amount of reverb they put on the... I was just, even though it's outdoors. I was just going to say that. Yeah, it's very disconcerting. It's very Black Lodge. <laughs> it would be funny if it was a soundstage. <laughs> green screen. Yeah, he lives in Hollywood, actually. He lives, yeah. in, he lives in fucking Portland, Oregon. He's in Studio City. Look over 18. Come on. Oh, I know. It's just protocol. But somehow to vote for the leader of the free world. No, come on through. We're trying to make it harder to cheat and easier to vote. Georgia even said, if you don't have one of the six forms of ID that is acceptable, we will give you one for free at any DMV. How about that? All right, now, let's hear a law, song. It's called SB202, yeah. y'all. If this law for... Put a yammer in. All right, here's a song called What's Up Yours, Mr. You know, the only two things in life that are certain is death and taxes. What? I've Sometimes never... I think the old tax man forgets his That's place. That's crazy, man. He's there to take a portion, but he ain't there to rob us. And in time like this, we've had a hell of a year. We're fighting for our lives. A lot of small businesses are. I'm cheering. <laughs> there on. it is. We're all cheering each other on every step He's of the way. He's a small business, I guess. So. Tax man, Him, just like South by Southwest. He's, this is you know? yeah, this song is dedicated to South by Southwest. What I like to say to him. Does he write off miles like in his truck, like going this. in circles around his own property to find different backgrounds? Yeah, if he's smart. To <laughs> songs. His truck is actually registered as a workspace studio. Yeah, <laughs> it's furniture. 
You didn't start it from the ground Sleeping on your best friend's couch You don't make the earth go round Mr. Hating the IRS is so funny Like The IRS is like one of the main things that's underfunded Where if we fucking funded it We could just go after rich people finally His voice he's affecting is so bad it's so clearly like a put on, you know? Yeah, they yeah. all do this. When Amazon don't even pay it down. Oh, he's right about that. You couldn't walk in our shoes even for a day. Our money shipped. What is this, a socialist banger? You couldn't walk in our shoes? I think Amazon, the company, couldn't walk in our shoes. guitar in the back of a truck? I think I could do this. I can play an open C chord. I'm surprised he's actually using an F in this one. Yeah, I was noticing that. It's like the first bar chord I've seen him do. He really does like very, very beginner level guitar playing. Yes. Don't make problems go away. Why you gotta rob for me and mine? This song has a mournful questing quality to it. <laughs> this is just how it feels to have to pay taxes. I wish he would get more specific about how, like, he runs an LLC and he's playing, but paying both employee and employer side social security or whatever. Yeah, like I want to, I want to hear him get to the, get to the, get granular with it, you know? Yeah. They found my bank accounts in the Virgin Islands. <laughs> he wishes. You weren't there at 4 a.m. Getting grease on both your hands to pay the bills on family land, Mr. Tax. Who's getting grease on their hands at 4 a.m. to pay the bills on family land? I, what, is he, <laughs> what are you doing? Absolutely <laughs> not. Mythological this guy. crap. Y'all yeah. be sure to subscribe. I hope you feel the same exact way. If uh, the tax man was real, that's definitely what I want to say to him. God bless y'all. <laughs> be good. The tax man kind of is real, though. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. like all right, here's Buddy so Brown explains privilege better than anybody. Uh, there's been a new favorite word. Who could do better? It's called privilege. Oh, that's explain new in 2020? Interesting. You ain't get the definition from anywhere else. I'm going to explain privilege to you in front of my fucking $200,000 truck. I guess $40,000. Okay, that's... How much can a truck cost? I don't know. I think it's got mods on it. It's modded out. Living in public subsidized housing where you have no water bill when the rising property costs and rents and energy have absolutely no effect on the amount of food you can put on a table. Privilege is the ability oh, so to he's go saying march that and protest people in public housing don't, or they do have privilege and not have to worry about because they're in public housing. Wow. What kind of repercussions that might have on you? What kind of people Privilege are you talking about? as many children as you want. Like, for example. Regardless of your employment status. Whoa. Privilege is sending your kids to school for the before school programs and the breakfast you get. Jeez. Them there for the after school yeah, this is worse than I expected. No yeah, I think he's taking free, free breakfast at school. Rising taxes and he's taking kind of a dark It's tougher term. to pay his taxes than... To have to need free breakfast. He's talking about children specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you mean you've had to work hard? 
called? Yeah, you're a fucking YouTuber. You're playing guy. a character on YouTube. You're a YouTuber. Bunch of, land, bunch of toys out there on that land. Ran around with some of the biggest celebrities in country music and did it starting from the back of a dadgum tailgate. God. Accumulating over 130 million views now. This rules. <laughs> what a hard worker. YouTuber. That took you me so over many 10 views. years of grinding like there's no tomorrow with the hope grinding. that there was a light at the end of that He is a digital peasant telling the, telling the land, if you, you know. you work every day God damn. and live within your means. Your privilege is going to be your family. There were so many other ways he could have approached this, and he's just bragging about how many views he has on YouTube. It's great. You're privileged if you stayed in school and got a job and worked hard and contributed to society. This guy didn't stay. He dropped out, right? He dropped out of university. You weren't a burden to anybody else. Yeah, thank you. Or maybe I don't know. I don't remember if he finished it or not, but he got his PhD. Yeah. School of hard knocks. Yeah. PhD this in truckology. CEO at Living My Life. Mark my words. There it is. That's he went through a big like streamer agribusiness school that teaches you how to uh, ethically content farm. Man, I like his videos because they always take weird like turns that you don't expect. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all, we had a big right, well, ice storm come through. Here we go. This one's called deep, Don't deep Ever Apologize for Being a Man. You have an ice storm and you get hit with some snow. On top of that, and another ice storm on top of that. And you light that snow on fire, and it instantly turns to smoke, and you realize that um, Bill Gates is sending nanobots down. I got all these 5G on my property. <laughs> Accumulated 5G. It's going to be fun. But the limbs... You know, I just feel bad for him. They were uh, healthy limbs. They just snapped. I'm surprised there are no nooses for, hanging from any trees on his property. <laughs> so I was thinking, y'all, can you imagine if a, uh, a news anchor, a male news anchor, had a female on and he was interviewing her, right? Oh, a female, huh? And at some point in the interview... That's such a tell. It just kind of went know, south for the male. That word. He didn't like what he was hearing. <laughs> yeah. He finally just cuts her off, gets out of the interview, looks at his audience and says... Y'all, I just want to apologize um, for that display of toxic femininity. She won't be on anymore. This is exactly what's wrong with women today. I tell you what, heads would explode, right? <laughs> so I would ask today that those of y'all who are bashing men, what are you talking? Y'all really about? know what you're doing. What? Because I'm raising two young God, men. Right all now. his stuff is stuff that They're like you. You world. could believe like when you're 12 my before you've learned world. anything. Like how could you possibly be an adult and, and think that he's just like spitballing out here with the truth, you know? As a father every single day. Everything is just like a straw man based on him completely yeah, misunderstanding whatever subject he's talking about. Yeah, whatever whatever that thing he saw that he thought would make people man. mad, you know, that he needs to respond to. We had mansplaining. Something he heard and sort of remembers. And now we've got toxic Instead of Stanley Thermos, those things are really expensive and really nice. Yeah. It's all expensive shit. If you choose to be a toxic person, this off-road vehicle he's in is, what it is very expensive. Is the buck. Well, he's got 130 million YouTube views. So so blame it on being a big it's all luxury man. items. It's They're just like, not coded it's in a man's urban. No, no, no. It's coded rural. It's in your sin yep. nature. Yeah. That's what it is. Masculinity but it's the same exact thing as having a Peloton. Yes. 
The bad thing or a modular synthesizer. Is what <laughs> well, he just said that masculinity was created by God. Own agenda, hmm. own selfish agenda. But for those Americans that still want to go around, our social ideas men, about what it means to be a man were dictated you, by God. Years, when my boys it's different in every culture because they, the uh, God beach, didn't. Uh, he forgot about man. those guys. You better hope. Yeah. <laughs> that a young man like one of my boys comes around with a tow rope and gets you out. When your daughter is 17 years old and she's in a parking lot... If one of your boys is coming at me with a rope, I don't know. straight towards her, you better hope that a young man like one of my boys is nearby to stop Wait her. a minute. Masculinity was designed to... So we need, we need to respect oh yeah, the man because this man's sons are going to pull cars out of ditches and protect women from getting assaulted in parking lots. The only thing that can stop a bad rapist is a good rapist. And if me and my buddy are lost in the North Woods in Manitoba in the summertime, and there's a 200,000 acre wildfire coming straight toward us, I promise you I'm looking for a search and rescue group of men Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, we can't have any women in the woods. We can't have women firefighters. Wasn't Manitoba where those two kids who went on like a murder spree from Vancouver Island ended up? They ended up in the in the in the tundra in in Manitoba. Yeah, that's his boys. He adopted them. A woman can do the most beautiful thing that ever existed. A woman can give life. So he's against the idea of a woman firefighter. Yeah. It seems like Richard Scary level shit. You might say, I had a dad. He was mean as a rattlesnake. Yelling at me all the time. Beating on me all the time. I've seen masculinity. It's a bad deal. No, no, no. Your dad was a bad deal. But you don't have to be like him. There's millions of men every single day that are waking up and they're handling their business. And they're treating people fair. They're treating people kind. They're getting zero credit. The only toxic masculinity that exists is the kind I just described about a dad beating his son. Look, he messed up. She messed up. We all messed up. Own up to it. What? Move on. I want to end this by asking y'all just one favor. Don't do my little boys a disservice by making them grow up in a world where they're toxic just because they're male. There's no broader social forces at, at play. The We're all just a bunch of individuals right just doing stuff. And if one guy beats his son, well, I guess it doesn't mean anything. Can you imagine being this guy's kid? Just fucking. Yeah. Ugh. All right, we got some finally like actual songs coming up. This one is uh, We Gotta Be What's Less going on, White. Y'all, in honor of Coca Cola, I have written a brand new song for you called Be Less White. That's right. The pamphlet that's going around Coca-Cola to all their employees right now, if you hadn't been paying attention, is how to be less white. All the reasons white people are bad. You know, at some point, I'm just like, damn. The, the hatred is real. Yeah, Can you imagine if we released again. a pamphlet called Be Less Black? Can you imagine if, if uh, Coca-Cola did that? You did. It's called what the National happen? Review. Y'all, I'm from Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. I don't care who you are, what walk of life you come from. You come down here and have a beer with me anytime. But this is getting comical. It's getting ridiculous. At a certain point, I think in America, we just need he's to be He's not mad. Stupid. He's laughing. That's what we need to be. Yeah. Hope y'all That's why he song. put a crying, laughing emoji in the title of this video. From. Exactly. <laughs> and the next two we're going to watch also. I hate this already. <laughs> Coca-Cola's done lost their dad gum mines. Oh, what a surprise. This one's also in G. Hard this time. I thought 
He loves to say dad gum. It's not so hard working on the fretboard. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only thing I've seen him play that's not an open, like a really basic open chord was that F. Yeah, that single F chord from uh, Up Yours, Mr. Taxman. He never even uses a capo. He just does every song in either G or C. He said to be less white is to be less oppressive, be less certain, and less defensive. He doesn't need to change the key because he's not really singing. Actually listen. Yeah. Coke ain't getting served in my kitchen. Be less white. Hell. Ooh, now there's that conservative spirit. Mm-hmm. My consumer choices are gonna show. Coke ain't getting served in my kitchen. Be less white. I only drink Pepsi, which I assume is conservative. Yeah. I assume the CEO is pro-racism in their marketing material. That cracked me up when that happened, because, like, Pepsi Pepsi became the kind of third-way country cola. Like, like you could get Pepsi in Yugoslavia. You could get Pepsi in uh, Glasnost era, Russia. But not Coke. Be less white. Switching to Pepsi yeah, it's a lot more synonymous with uh, America, I guess. Like American capitalism. Mm-hmm. Which is maybe why they're more upset about it. That it's changing with the time slightly and doing superficial woke marketing shit. Yeah. Doing like Just the to capitalize on the moment. Yeah. Not doing anything real. Not like paying their employees more or anything. Mm-hmm. But they all take it at face value for some reason. They think Coca-Cola actually believes in that shit. Now we have, uh, there's a What's liberal on, in the family. Oh, this is going to be My great. cousin Ray Ray came down here to Mississippi from San Francisco, which I believe is north of Memphis. Isn't this guy in Canada? No, he just no. weirdly mentioned Manitoba in that last time. Oh, he goes there. Where is he? And I he's in Mississippi. Mama came by. She's oh. like, he's family. I'm gonna try to square some I saw icicles up. on the he's truck in one of those videos. Too. So mama kicked him out. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it freezes there There's sometimes. A in the family, and I hope y'all like it. Here we go. Well, it came as a shock. We really didn't know. We just thought they were Same chord progression, same key, West all the open chords. Came into yep. town to stay for the weekend. We thought I think they almost were every song of his begins with a G. Vegan. There's a liberal in the family. Help us all, or Grandma would probably cry. Granddad would hit the floor. They don't fish, they don't hunt, and they quit watching sports. There's a liberal in the family, so help us all, Lord. Wait, did he say they don't watch sports? Mm-hmm. But the left ruined sports. Yeah. <laughs> How do they control sports? But they also don't watch it. Well, it's like uh, it's like the idea behind you know Russia and China are both uh, simultaneously extremely weak, but also uh, very strong. Yeah. That was the same thing with Obama too, where Obama was a tyrant, but also he was a coward and so weak. That's a. Uh, Classic reactionary thing. Mm-hmm. The Jews were uh, a target for that very often. Yep. Yeah, like every Slav is uh, an alcoholic, but also a, a Machiavellian genius, you know? Yeah. They don't fish, they don't hunt, and they quit watching sports. There's a liberal in the family, so help us all. There's a liberal in the family. 
Yeah, what a bad guitar sound. He's playing power chords with his thumb. Got the ball game on and some burgers on the porch. There's a liberal in the family, but they're back in California. They're back in California. <laughs> Y'all be sure to subscribe if you to kick Cousin Ray Ray out too, all right? You don't disrespect Mama, and you sure don't disrespect Granddad, right? You don't do that. And I say subscribe because if you're new Wow, here, that liberal in the fictional the scenario is really rude right, to that fictional yeah. grandma. <laughs> what a jerk. All right, our last one on the menu here is called Nobody Works at McDonald's. Very curious where this one's headed. What's going on, y'all? You know what I, I assume it's because the minimum hilarious. wage went up, and he thinks it's all. Karen. And Karen is losing oh no, it's her about Karen's. Mind because she had to wait 53 minutes to get her chicken nuggets in the McDonald's drive-thru. And I just want to say, this is what you voted for, darling, because y'all see, Karen votes Democrat all the way down the line. How do you know that? And in that little dream that they have is universal I think it's just making up a fake story. Income. Yeah, a white Everybody woman in Mississippi, you assume money she's a Democrat? Doing nothing. That's the new dream right there. Doesn't add so up Karen, to me. When nobody's at the service industry, did they vote in UBI anywhere? What is no, he no. What is he talking about? <laughs> Especially not where he is. And you're trying to figure it out. Yeah, hell no. This, this, is, a, this is a terrifying vision of a future uh, yet to come. Although he's making me eat crow here because he has a capo on the third fret, but then he's also just starting with a G in that position now. <laughs> yeah, to a GCD, but up a step and a half. Came onto the scene. He's, he seems a little more comfortable up in this range. Yeah. Now nobody works at McDonald's. Nobody flips burgers no more. That's not really true. Nobody works at McDonald's. I think it's a fictional scenario of if we had UBI, then everyone's going to be too lazy. No happy meals through the window. It's all strong. Yeah, of course. He loves it. Nobody works at McDonald's when they pay you to sit on your ass. Laughing at his own joke, which is the word ass. That's how folksy he is. Relatable. But all is now quiet at those golden arches. I thought it was going to be about how the minimum wage makes it so they automate the ordering thing with those machines no, it's just but even it's more detached from reality it's about, about a scenario that he he maybe is he talking about the stimulus is that I, what's implied i don't know I, he talked about ubi like i think it's just vaguely this idea of welfare in general like i don't think he specifically knows what he's talking about Nobody works at McDonald's Cause they pay you to sit on your ass One more time Cause they pay you to sit on your ass And 90% of what he does is play G and D chords <laughs> You're sitting Yo, on your ass right now in the dream, truck You sure yeah, exactly. I'm gonna keep playing three chords over the easiest job on fucking earth, man Oh, buddy Three chords in the truth <laughs> Yeah, and exactly three chords, pretty much Man yeah, he's cool. That's grim. I feel like Buddy's taking kind of a... Uh, he's a little more sour than when we checked in on him last. Yeah. And like even more into straw man territory where every one of those things 
would be dismantled if he talked to someone who doesn't agree with him for like 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Like it's clearly a case of him living in a very, very narrow bubble, but then having this idea that, Oh, those liberals live in this little bubble, you know, yeah, this, <laughs> they don't like to work hard. Like I do making my YouTube videos in my truck. This thing I made up in my mind has me very upset. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, that's the conservative culture in a nutshell, but he's just got his own little brand of it. Makes me think of the fucking one that's been going around in the past week of uh, conservatives. Because Fox News is doing a bunch of stories about it. Like, Biden wants to limit you to one hamburger a month or whatever. Just complete, absolute bullshit. Is that what people, is that why people are posting like giant hunks of badly cooked meat? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Biden can't take this meat that I cooked where somehow the inside's darker than the outside from me. <laughs> Do they really think uh, there's going to be, like, the meat police? The meat police, they're coming <laughs> for your... Uh, I thought you were going to do karma police there. Oh. You could do that, Bur- too. Burger police. Burger <laughs> police. Yeah. Rest this man, he's grilling beef. <laughs> <laughs> that comes up every year or so. People yeah, uh, that, that kind of, uh, start cooking horrible meat and saying, I'm going to eat red meat until I die. To own somebody. It's just a new take on um, Maddox like 20 years ago. But for every bacon you don't eat, I'm going to eat three or whatever his shit was. I've always wondered if that was based on Be My Baby. I think it's in that song where she says, for every kiss you give me, I'll give you three. <laughs> Is that a reference to that? I don't Maybe know. Maybe like subconsciously. I don't know. <laughs> got to ask Maddox. We should have him on. Yes. I think he's a professional frivolous lawsuit guy now. Is he really? Yeah, he just has feuds with different people that he hired on his God. website. He's kind of like low tax. Oh man, that makes sense. Like he's it's too depressing to think about what he's doing, but that makes so much sense that he'd be like low tax. I wonder what's happened to low tax since he got banned from Twitter. Probably nothing good. No, I think his life is probably getting really good. <laughs> <laughs> he's having a blast. I mean, I wonder, I'm going to check his Patreon. Last time I saw his Patreon, like a year ago, he was making like a good amount of money. For what? Something related to something awful, but now he doesn't even have control of something awful anymore. You already had to pay $10 to be on there. You had to pay another $10 to like search or change your picture. Ooh, wait. uh, He wants more money? It looks like the Patreon I can find for him now anyway only makes 200 a month. So maybe he doesn't have that old... The old Patreon was like 9000 a month or something. Jeez. But yeah, he's at 200 a month. So maybe he has been actually uh, forcibly removed from society as he should be. Silence yeah. for truth. <laughs> Man. Oh, wow. Wait, this is the same Patreon. He has a post called Still Amazed at Some People. As you know, my Patreon has declined from like 9K to under 1K because of the fucking idiots who embrace the ideology of if you read it on the internet, it must be true. Ironically, that was the original slogan for the site before I changed it to the internet makes you stupid. Both apply <laughs> equally in this case. He's not the haters. He's I'm not laughing. mad, I'm actually laughing. Yep. He's just like going on, nobody can allege anything. Oh, nobody seems to give a shit that I built and maintained this community for 22 years. Wow, this is really good stuff. No, he didn't. Someone else did the programming for that website. 
Yeah, he was they programmed it once in like two thousand one. Superfluous, was, except for the couple of times, like when he got his ass kicked by Uwe Boll or whatever. <laughs> like other than that, it's like all the other all the good content came from the people he hired. <laughs> yeah, what was he doing exactly? People like our own Alex Branson. Oh yeah, I remember he was on the front page. That probably still exists, but I don't even want to. I don't think I can bring myself to type in that domain name. Yeah, it's just the year of our Lord 2021. A previous era. Best to not look back on the Wicked City, you know? It's like opening up a mummy. It's bad luck. Yeah. No good can come of it. And yeah, this is an incredible post to put on your Patreon for, like, as a public post. (laughs) As you know, my. (laughs) It's declined by 90%. Just delete it. One yeah. single allegation destroyed my entire career, site, job, and creation. And don't even try to say, but Lotex, what about those other things in your past? Her, because I've never <laughs> been convicted or found guilty of doing shit ever. <laughs> period. Well, that means that doesn't mean you didn't do it. Yeah. Also, banning people from that website for 20 years probably has something to do with it. Yeah. Like being and an asshole like, in public for decades. I'm curious what's the one allegation he's talking about because there's so many different allegations like he was paying the woman he started dating thousands of dollars and lying about it to like upgrade the site when she didn't do shit and then there was like texts that were released by his daughter just showing that he's like a piece of shit like there was a whole bunch of different things yeah plus making posts like this one yeah exactly oh man and he had schmorky living with him Oh, yeah, he was the pedophile, right? Yeah, it turned out to be, like, <laughs> grooming 17-year-olds or something and, like, being into diapers. Oh. What a great bunch of guys running that site. Yeah, I don't know how we ended up on this tangent to close out this episode, but I'm glad that we are because it was kind of worth checking in on this. It's amazing to have a Patreon drop from 9K to 200 and then not only keep it open, but just make angry posts on there and post no other content besides angry shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's incredible. A drop like that. Yeah, yeah I didn't even think. That. Honestly, that I thought if you just posted nothing. Yeah, if you posted nothing on a Patreon that was that big, you would still have like this baseline of people who just support you anyway. You know? Yeah, who are like, oh, another five dollars was debited from my uh, credit card. Weird. I wonder what. Yeah, they, yeah. I should notice. really go. Th- I should really go through my subscriptions at some point. Oh well. I wonder what those two hundred dollars are coming from. I wonder if that's people who forgot or if he has a core base of supporters. That Maybe. Like, I, I, I like the guy who owned the website that I used in 2004. Not the people who wrote on it or who actually did the work, but the guy <laughs> yeah. who, who owned it. Who owned the domain, yeah. So his median tier is $7. So if we assume 7 is average and it's 210 a month, uh, it's like 30 people, right? Mm-hmm. You got to so, assume maybe some of that is him too, like just to sort of boost numbers. Yeah, it's hard to say, but. Well, Jesus only had 12 apostles, so 30s. Yeah, way more than good. that. Seems like, and look what Jesus accomplished, you know? He created the, the best comedy website of all, the New Testament. <laughs> I skipped like three or four paragraphs here, and he's just like, he honestly just keeps going and going. An allegation, for fuck's sake, at least wait for me to be found legally guilty of something. Innocent until proven guilty, except on the internet, where it's guilty and then still guilty and always guilty because people make up their minds once and can never change them ever. So no matter what, uh, outrage is the currency of the internet and by God, nobody will ever be wrong! (laughs) Exclamation point. I think he was convicted of domestic abuse, wasn't he? (laughs) Yeah, and then he he tried to get his, his wife deported to Canada. 
And I think he did, actually. Probably get charged and they dropped the charges or something like that. Oh, he Yeah, that's yeah, a weird okay. standard to say you uh, have to be convicted. Like, he, Stephen Paddock was never convicted of anything because he, he died. Yeah. Like, he pleaded guilty to uh, disturbing the peace and paid a $164 fine, and the assault charge was dropped. So... Well, he know. makes $200 a month, so... So yeah. he had he's a making little... a net profit. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know if he's exaggerating here, but in the second to last paragraph, he says, thank you for the six remaining Patreon members left. So it might be that six people are paying a lot each. Yeah. He used to be a millionaire. How the mighty have fallen. <laughs> I don't know well, Remember, He happened. turned down a bid. Who was it who tried to buy something awful for like a lot of money and he turned it down? I don't know. Did he, that happened at one point. Did Elon Musk try to buy something awful at one point? I don't know. I've never no, heard No, I think that, that was kind of before his time, before he was like yeah. hip to memes from four years ago. Right. If it happened today, he would try to do it. And there would also be an, a something awful NFT, and they would have their own cryptocurrency, and the website would mine Bitcoin on your computer covertly. I'm going to read some of the comments on that post. Oh, man. Yeah, some people are just confronting him outright. He's like, we'll never know what actually happened, but you absolutely need to get your addiction problem under control. It's an open secret, dude. All <laughs> denying it is going to do is make you look like even more of a deadbeat. <laughs> and then he's like, his resp- he replied to it like, uh, what? I'm literally not on a single pain medication right now. My surgery is over, you dope. So there's nothing there. So there's no need for me to take anything. Where are you getting this shit from? <laughs> oh, so my sur- so he's saying that he was never addicted. Right. Even though that's actually very well documented too. Where did all the money go then? To the his girlfriend who was supposed to work on the site. Where did she go? Yeah, that's a good question. Oh wait, I think he was abusive to her. I'm pretty sure. Oh yes. yeah. Well, he's only what, <laughs> one person. Like Fifty-seven. He's got some time to sort it out. Yeah. <laughs> one person was like, "Low tax, rich. I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt and wait to see if you are proven guilty in a court of law before I believe the allegations." And he replied to that just being like, that's absolutely the only thing I ever wanted. That's so grim, man. <laughs> like, just shut the Patreon down. Just Yeah, $200 from 9000 That's so brutal. And it makes me yeah, happy my because thing... he banned me all those years ago. What yeah. did, what Who did had he, the last laugh? What did he ban you for? I posted a mod's address. Uh, <laughs> pretty well, justified ban. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. That's, In that's my defense, I was you, a mere though. boy. Yeah, <laughs> that's that was the joy of something awful that it was sort of a playground like that. But yeah, you could pay ten dollars to get your account back. People would get banned over and over, and give him like five hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was probably it the first. It was definitely the first comedy website that I checked regularly. You know, like. Uh, Photoshop Friday, Weekend Web, all that stuff was definitely, you know, in like early part of high school, I was way into that. Yeah. First you get into E-bombs world and then you have to class it up. Yeah, exactly. But well, I don't know why we ended up on this tangent, but it was nice to check in with his uh, incredible shrinking Patreon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Go check him out. Don't sub. See if you can reverse sub. Yeah. Yeah. He should have to pay everyone back for their forum subscriptions. He should. Yeah, all the money that he gave to his girlfriend pretending that she was doing a job, that should all go back to the people. Class action lawsuit. $10 for uh, every man. Land reform on the uh, something awful forum. (laughs) All right, well, I can't think of a clever segue to end the episode. Fuck you.
If you're listening, fuck <laughs> yeah, you. There we go. Well, you had a good one earlier, but I guess you're out. Uh, let's see. What were we talking about? I guess we could have segued from uh, Buddy Brown talking about tax man in low tax. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to segue out of low tax. Well, I guess we can be like... Um... Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Uh, they used to call him rich low tax Kianka, but now it's poor low tax Kianka. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, later. <laughs> Bye. Liberal in the family. Help us all, Lord. Grandma would probably cry. Grandpa would hit the floor. They don't fish, they don't hunt, and they quit watching sports. There's a